Jason, if you're struggling with uh, grief, relationships, stress, which I don't think you have any of that, uh, or you're having trouble sleeping or meeting your low, low goals, online therapy could be for you. Uh, BetterHelp is secure online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own accredited therapist, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. There's no waiting room. The service is available worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime to message your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists. If needed, we've all been there, haven't we? It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available in your area. Visit betterhelp.com slash how long and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. How Long Gone is sponsored by BetterHelp and our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash how long. Okay, how long goners? What the fuck is up? We're different now that we went to New York and did a live show. <laughs> we kind of did a role reversal. I'm mean. Chris is nice. Today, if you're listening to this and you live in Denver, you live in Boulder, or any of those places where people snowboard and smoke weed, <laughs> make sure you come out to see us. Globe Hall, there's only a few tickets left. It's a smaller venue, but we need it to be a packed house, please. We need it to be a packed house just to stay warm. You know what I mean? I don't know what the weather is going to be like. I've never been to Colorado before. The only interesting thing uh, I know about is the uh, airport conspiracy. Oh, we're going to spend some time there, Chris. It, it's great to be back in L.A. Yesterday was was torched, uh, rained all day. Mm-hmm. I obviously didn't like that, but I did have my... Uh, I did uh, take the Escalade downtown to to chat with Leon Bridges at the Grammy Museum, which was a nice treat. Uh, you love going downtown, so that must have been nice. I saw some photos. You all, all three of you guys, looked very sharp. Well, I knew two. I knew you and Leon. There was another man. Yeah, there was. That yeah, was. this. So part of the part of the event was a screening of this like short film they made for the album, and that that was the director, this guy Bradford Young, who's like a pretty celebrated and, and successful cinematographer like real movie shit okay um mm-hmm. but they were yeah they were super cool both super cool and the short is is really good i really liked it um so that was it was okay. nice how short how short is the short though be honest 20 minutes 20 minutes oh damn that's a that's a sweet spot as it pertains to short films i would agree i would agree but um yeah they, they shot it in texas and in la but no leon was sweet i'd never met him before um he played some songs and that motherfucker's band let me tell you something bro they're in the pocket <laughs> they're in the pot the drummer was playing he had he was playing the snare with his hand at one point you know what i mean like literally his hand chris black said what i know bro it was crazy it was crazy they had stand-up bass they had a piano player who would who would also stand up and play the saxophone like motherfucking bill clinton love a standing sax a lot of those guys sit down and then they had a drummer it was just it was a nice it was a tight little three-piece and leon just because i asked leon i'm like bro what are you playing he's like <laughs> I ain't playing shit. I'm just singing. <laughs> and I was like, what's up? What's up? That? He's like, bro. He's like, I'm like Van Morrison. Like I play the guitar to write songs. I'm not really like a shredder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, res- I, I respect that. I respect that. But I learned about Leon. I didn't know this, that he was like, um, he, he grew up like a dancer so that he has some very, there's some very cool choreography in the, in the film. And it's making me kind of consider 
maybe taking some classes. Mm, what is your favorite discipline? I know that your life partner loves the the art of ballet, but I feel like that might not be your bag. I was kind of a six four stud, you know. I, th- I think modern hip hop is more my kind of kind of thing. You know what I mean? You know what? From a friend to a friend, let's go ahead and <laughs> avoid a little bit of that. You're already kind of on some code switching watch lists. You know what? You know what? Maybe okay, maybe okay. K- uh, beginners K-pop choreo could be something <laughs> okay. that's hot right now in a lot do, of the Zumba th- circles. Do you think they have that at Equinox? Is that a new? Is that a new offering? They, no, no, no. Like no hyperbole. <laughs> they one thousand percent have like an introductory K-pop or J-pop okay. style dance class. I, I would, I would bet my my both of my Ethereum on that. I'll ask uh, I'll ask David Cho which one is the best um, which one's the best one to go to but yeah anyway so shout out to Leon shout out to the whole Columbia Records family um, shout out to the Grammys uh, for, for no 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 fuck Columbia jag jag all day long <laughs> on this side baby Columbia suck my dick <laughs> um, but yeah it's great to be back in LA it's great to be back for 24 hours and then going to Denver a place that we've never been where the the weather does look nice I actually checked it out it's looking good so I've it, been to it, Denver a few times and uh, I think Every time I go there, it gets a little bit better as, you know, time, society, and marijuana laws, you know, kind of progress. <laughs> think- when I first started going there, I was like, oh, brother, this is tough. <laughs> Do you think they have Jimmy John's there? I feel like they have to. Oh, they got to. They got to. Uh, okay. Uh, right. Denver but- runs on JJ's. And if I- you I- live in, in Denver and obviously no two Jimmy's are built the same, if you're kind of a, yeah. a connoisseur or an insider, you can let us know which location is the one that we need to frequent or visit yeah, that yeah. would be a nice little yeah let jason know an anthony Don't talk bourdain to me style fixer <laughs> if you will yeah. uh yeah, but you, you need- were saying the weather in denver is, is looking good because that's a notoriously chilly zone 60 degrees and sunny tomorrow which is kind of perfect fall weather i can bust out one of my snow peak light outerwear pieces you're not capping right now chris because i mean i, I, I woke I up this never. morning i looked at my motherfucking tj AccuWeather. <laughs> TJ is Doppler, <laughs> Doppler 3000. TJ AccuWeather said it is currently 48 degrees in in Glendale. So we're we're in the 40s, and then in two days from now is going to be 88 degrees. I'd like to shout out to global Chris, warming. What are we going to well. do about this? Is that Zuckerberg's fault? Is yeah. this Elon? Who's up to this? Who's doing this shit? Zuck, I think Elon made 36 billion yesterday in one day, and people aren't happy about that. And I'm like. Why, why, look, why, what was it stocks i guess yeah i'm sure i don't know i mean what else does that guy do he make money he get his dick sucked by maddie's <laughs> he's living a good life but you know i was not i was not excited to see it be so, oh sorry I just kick some i was not excited to be to see it so freezing it's kind of got of me course up. i got the heater on like it's too it's all happening too quick and it's 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 colder in fucking cali than it is in nyc we got to talk about nyc bro we got to talk we got to do a little wrap up on the show we will we will but first first really quick and then we can get on to our nyc recap you know you were talking about how how it's been it was raining yesterday a real thorn in your side. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I was the boy with a thorn in his side yesterday when it pertains to rain. Chris, come on. Don't step all over my subtlety like that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was subtle. You And, and so you were kind of, you know, it's not unlike Chris Black to complain about if the weather gets a little gloomy, overcast, rainy. You know, we're in California. God damn it. I work hard. I shouldn't have to see this this cloud exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. If I wanted this weather, I'd go back to fucking New Hampshire, whatever it is. 
And then I saw you do a tweet about uh, you know LA is is <laughs> LA rain is here, and now I really get to hear many different people complaining about how their dogs are not handling it well. And I was reading that tweet yesterday. That wasn't about you. I may have been off of a fine rose edible or uh, <laughs> yeah may or may not have been but i was like wait a minute i'm chris's dog in this equation <laughs> <laughs> like i'm literally your dog business partner friend consigliere <laughs> but like i don't notoriously don't handle the cold well mm-hmm. and then i get i have to hear you complaining about it all the time and boy i mean you thought dune was going to be a cinematic experience that tweet and the <laughs> chc in my system Sent me on a railroad railroad to hell, and I was trying to re- reply to it for an hour when I was really baked, and I was but like, oh, I couldn't You do- couldn't come up with anything good? No, I mean, I had a lot of gold. No, I, I take that back. I had a lot of silver, had a lot of bronze, but no gold, so I decided sounds to like your, sounds like your Sounds like your Delta status. Uh, the um, No, bro, I'm silver now, bitch. Well, <laughs> the, you're welcome. When we go to uh, Denver tomorrow... I'm diamond. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm a diamond car- girl. <laughs> you're my you're my carry on, sweetie. Uh, I um, I actually overheard someone say that at Mari yesterday. Like my dog isn't handling it well. The rain is obviously a, a bitch, but when you do have a dog, like it makes your life so much shittier. Like it's a true yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're like all right. I gotta wake up. This dog has been like locked in the house for the last eight hours while I've been catching my Z's. Gotta go out. So it can like piss and Bro. shit. And then you're like, okay, the dog doesn't want to go outside and shit and piss. So then I got to like, I got that hanging over my head. Yeah, Jason, it's called, it's called having a dog every day as hell, no matter if it rains or not. It just makes it a little worse. I know. Uh, look, I don't want, I don't want these dogs, but I got to deal with them. You don't want me, but you got to deal with me, Chris. I'm seeing the parallels, but anyway. Okay. Anyway, back to NYC. I'll take your, I'll let you off the leash today in the park. Okay. Uh, but NYC, oh, it was, it, it was a motion picture. The Bowery Ballroom was, was fully, absolutely sold out. All the heads were in the back. I'm still waiting on my film to get developed from the, the vip green room um oh, situation yeah i was talking to uh to friend of the show and he and he was like yo you know show looked good i heard it was sick people were talking about it, blah 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 i'm like the show was good the energy was good the guests were good it was all funny but the green room was really the that's where the magic was for me it felt like all of twitter was in one room the size of my master bath just chain smoking cigarettes like everyone that everyone everyone that you follow on twitter <laughs> is all in one room smoking and it felt like you know the strokes in 2001 type shit no it felt it felt very it felt very cool i I agree it was it was shoulder to shoulder glad you had the presence of mind to get some hashtag 35 for that you know jason i had to get i had to get a document of this experience but yeah it was a blast and i think that that Mm -hmm. you know we have to give a proper shout to all our guests uh the ion pack uh lauren servideo mel ottenberg they were all kind enough to join us and it was it was very fun and um Mm -hmm. of course rebounder uh the house band who who that was the their last show with us on this tour Mm -hmm. i think it was a fitting end it was good yeah it was good for them to do a homecoming show show yeah but the bowery ballroom i tell you what man what a fucking pro operation no you know there's a couple you know little tech things here and there oh i don't i don't talk about that i only care about hospitality i want to (laughs) be i want everybody i want to come backstage i want jason to have his little alcohol so he's funny and and i don't want any problems and that's what they provided you know i'm kind of glad we didn't have an after party i needed to kind of process 
to be honest. What did you do to process? Because I had a whole thing. I had pizza. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I had some classic New York slices at midnight, you know, dodging drunk people. I was starving and, and my mind was racing. Oh, I was a bunk because I was staying at the at the wonderful public hotel. Shout out to my broski, Ian Schrager. For hooking that up, blessing me with a nice room over there. But it, it's around the corner from from racist pizzeria Prince Street, which I have actually never had because I'm an ally. And but I was that's not no. You don't like to. You're you're an ally. You're an ally for not waiting in lines. You're right. You are. <laughs> and I, wouldn't you know it? I walked by and there was a long ass line, and I said, "No, I will continue to not patronize." Congratulations! This uh, this racist establishment. So my my perfect record of not eating this cursed street where racism pizza continues. You're welcome, guys. Look, New York was great. Thank you guys all for coming. It really does mean a lot for us. I think a sold out hometown. Yeah, it was amazing. The next time we come to New York, we'll be doing what Webster Hall or or MSG. What say you? Probably the the, the theater at MSG, theater is, MSG. is what. I don't I don't you know, want to say like, Barclays at this point. No, we'll we'll never little... we'll never do a sh- we'll never do a show in Brooklyn. I would skip right that and go to Queens and do Forest Hills, like all the greats. Oh, okay, we could do the Apollo, maybe right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see if they'll let a us. More do that. my demo yeah. than yours, but you know we're not. Splitting <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, we'll get Seti. We'll get Seti said to open. Mm. Um, <laughs> but we do we do have a guest today, and we're taking this straight to the fucking kitchen uh, with a, an old friend of ours, Julia Sherman. Uh, you might know her from the Salad for President book. She has a new book called Artie Parties uh, about entertaining. You know, she's going to talk about cucumbers with tahini and sriracha, radishes with miso ghee. Um, miso ghee? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of... I didn't know you could do that. All kinds of freaky shit. But we actually ran into Julia um, while we were in New York at the... Um, not unlike South by Southwest House Genesis House on on Tenth Avenue, where we had uh, we had our Korean feast. Shout out to Genesis. She was there. One as, of my favorite Korean car manufacturers. She was there as well at a at another powerful table with Kate Holstein from Kate and a few other heads and her motherfucking baby. And she had nice. she, she had her she had her baby out. She's got two babies and she still finds time to cook, which is um you know uh, something that impresses me as a person who has literally no responsibilities and can't find time to even go to the grocery store. That's right. All right. Well, with no further ado, let's get celebrity chef and food fluencer Julia Sherman <laughs> on the podcast. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me and uh yeah, we, sure sure. Yeah, so uh it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowLong today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Austin, Texas. Uh, I need some boots for this jason yeah i was down here fishing at the creek earlier i wish we brought our, our our timberland greed strides down here to texas the soles are made from renewable sugar cane and natural over 75 percent, which it brings two things that are close to my heart together jason which is eco consciousness and comfort mm -hmm. those are kind of two pillars for me i only care about eco consciousness i like living in constant discomfort but what i do like is the fact that all of these styles, they're not only lightweight, but they're also very rugged and durable, the same way you'd expect from any of the Timberland series boots, not just the Green Strides. The Green Stride collection is part of Timberland's commitment to make more sustainable products and a greener world, uh, and they're trying to have a net positive impact on the environment by 2030. Timberland.com. Uh, you can shop the men's and women's Green Strike collection on Timberland.com right now. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free. Zero catch. We've been using it ever since we started How Long Gone. And ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like having the option of turning off the Q&As and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level. I highly recommend giving it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Julia Sherman, welcome to How Long Gone. Um, first and foremost, it is, it's actually publication day when we're recording, correct? It is. And you know what? I forgot that it was until this morning. So Wait, today's national publication day. No, just my <laughs> yeah, publication exactly. day. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Cause they got one of those days for everything now, especially in the food world, it's not to true. get right into the food stuff, but you know, don't you hate getting those emails and it's like today's national corn dog month. And you're like, all right guys, what, what's going on here? We, we need some, 
We need some more bright minds to come up with things to to write about. What did <laughs> you celebrate. agree? So, so this labor of love, uh, not unlike the two children, you've birthed this into the world. I'm sure you're you're excited to have this out there, especially, and we're we're happy to share this day with you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm excited. It's been a really, really, really long time that I've been working on this book, so um, it should feel like everything. like ten years. What's the, what are we looking like? Well, I think it was like four years total. Okay. Um, which okay. you know, the last book I really pulled off in about a year so this has uh salads come together a little bit quicker it's true it's true and you know the first book i could just kind of like ask anybody i wanted to make a salad and even if they sucked at making salad i could you know coax it out of them or fake it but for this book because it's tapping into people's parties and events and things that they are doing already it's like i really had to do some sleuthing to figure out who was having the good parties and how to get invited okay okay that is more work let me tell tell you something quickly that i've learned as a as a fellow author but um not not as a, a lighter fare i would say to keep it in terms we all understand um you should start a podcast it's way easier than doing a book yeah books take a lot of time the money's just okay podcasting you, you just you set it and forget it yeah i like that i like that chris is giving you sage authorly advice <laughs> yeah, after, right, right, right. after his decades of being ground up like like venison meat by the by the publishing industry <laughs> no no i'm kidding i'm just i'm kidding but it is i mean b- books are it's really difficult especially with the the photography portion of your stuff because i know that's a big part of it i mean i actually feel like i'm in a better place than many because i'm able to do all the things by myself and i don't have to pay a photographer and i don't have to pay a prop stylist and i don't have to pay a writer and you know basically because i'm cheap but i think that you're uh, a one-stop shop <laughs> yeah so you do you really you do it you do it all seriously uh, i i have a wonderful food stylist and um and i also have a designer i suck at graphic design that is okay okay, okay. something you everyone so you do on. some delegation you're not trying to manage the whole thing by yourself that'd be lunacy especially with Two beautiful babies. Right. Well, I'm, no, I'm, I mean, I micromanage everybody else, but I, I do uh, I do get to shoot it and write it and develop the recipes on my own time, which is great. Yeah. Developing recipes sounds annoying. I don't know. It's something that Jason talks about a lot, you know, because he's he considers it. Really, I don't really talk about it a lot, but it is. Stop talking about it. He talk, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really want to like, you know, say it on the podcast, but he's sending me all these things. Chris, you have to try this. Do you think that this is too I'm salty? Like, Chris, like is it, it is it a tablespoon of MSG or is it a tablespoon and a half? Like how many grams of Dijon am I doing? You know, he has to hear an earful of it and I feel bad, but I've I've heard other people talk about when they're writing a recipe and they're like I wrote the recipe. It's the perfect idea. It's going to be this fucking Korean pizza thingy. And then <laughs> they make it like 50 times over the course of a week. And then when they finally perfect it, they're like, I'm never going to even look at a photo of this again. I despise it. I hate it. I feel like you're not that way for some reason. Am I wrong? Um, Are you calling me lazy or are you? Is that a, yeah. No, no, not lazy. I think so, it's it sounds more like so, it. Julia, good. Thank you for saying yeah. that. I, yeah, uh, he, it's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you probably come up with an idea for something or it sort of naturally develops and then you spend all week perfecting it. But then when, at the end, when you're done with it, you're like, 
I made a wonderful dish and I plan on sharing it with my family for the rest of my days versus like this this grueling thing of like, oh, I'm never making that blah, blah, blah again. You know, the only time, the only examples of that that I have from this book are the the baking because, you know, I that is a whole other thing like just the, you know being having the disposition to really tweak and I mean I don't even I'm not even good at measuring like anything like I I got asked to leave the jewelry department at RISD because I I couldn't use a ruler but I was like you know that kind of thing was damn yeah you're worse than I've me been, I've been asked to leave the jewelry department of of certain stores but never <laughs> I was I was trying to major in jewelry design and be a jewelry designer but I didn't that you know everything came down to millimeters so I had to I had to leave. You're better off. You're better off. We don't need the world doesn't need another jewelry designer. No, and me. I yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but I but the, this the baking is hard. But the other stuff, I mean, I really enjoy doing it, and I do. You know, recipe testing. People are always shocked when they hear that recipe testing is a job unto itself. I had a wonderful recipe tester named Lori Ellen Pelicano who had to eat so many cabbage dishes as part of this project because I love cabbage. The poor thing. Shout out to Lori. Right, for t- like choking down, choking down. All that I'm cabbage. up to my ears in cabbage. I'm lousy <laughs> with the stuff. That's that's uh, <laughs> taking a real hit for the team. So I think uh, you know I, I I do really like the process of refining recipes, but you do get to the point where you're just like fuck this because sometimes if you just forget you forget one thing or you mess up one tiny thing, you have to start the whole process over. You know, yeah. especially if you're baking, you're like, all right, I did this, and then like, oops, yeah, I added salt instead of sugar to the back to the drawing board. <laughs> four hours later all over again that from what i've understood from all my cooking homies you know i julie you probably don't know this about me but i i've never cooked once in my life is that true yeah i don't own pot in my new york apartment there's no pots and pans i use the i use the the oven for storage like carrie bradshaw i have no interest um i have no interest in in and he's not f- storing a sunday roast in there he's storing some vintage teas <laughs> exactly but but i i've i've understood because i have a lot of enthusiasts in my in my personal life that Baking is is such an exacting art form that it, it doesn't feel maybe as creative as cooking in, in other ways does. Yeah. Would you, Chris? Agree? You bite your tongue now, Mister. <laughs> I would argue not to not. I mean, obviously, you you can chime in on this as well, but I think that you need the creativity plus the the kind of mechanical, scientific measurement discipline. You know that in itself is a whole a whole other thing. It's sort of like a double duty. It's not yeah. not for the faint of heart. It's a, it's a different it's a different practice. And it makes you fatter than just making salads too. That's another thing to consider. Totally. Well, recipe testing. You've, you've spoken uh, about that a lot yeah. in your books, right, Julia? Yeah, that just like the whole reason I just needed to lose some weight. That's like the whole thing came down to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love salads because they're they make you skinny. So I wanted to write a book about that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just kind of it's better than like this brownie thing. I was working on so thank you guys thank you guys for following along and then my my sophomore title is really about making other people skinny so it's about entertaining with salads you know so that you can kind of control what everyone else is eating as well because whenever chris is entertaining at, at parties that i've been to in the past he keeps his guests skinny with a different thing mm. you understand is- what i'm saying here julia yeah but i got two babies i can't i can't be i can't be up all night no, no i'm not i'm not i'm not offering any to you at this point i'm just saying we all have our own ways we all have our own ways of keep, unless yeah, you do well i mean i have it it's around if you need it is what i'm saying yeah jason's jason's known to disappear and and and, and you don't see your bag again that's the jason that's the kind of guy he is got yeah it. when somebody says i have that thing 
not for long, you know. <laughs> I I didn't I but but the salad thing, you know, we're we're pretty big salad guys actually on this podcast. Are you still involved with a certain salad business? Uh, I am not. Um, uh, I when I moved to LA, that was the end of my my salad. Uh, my salad days at chopped salad. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this because not only are you an authority on salads, obviously because you literally wrote the book on it, but you've also seen the inside of Big Salad. Yes, I have. And <laughs> and I would lo- I would love to know I would love to know um, you know because we're a little bit in the pockets of of the competitor Sweetgreen. You know we don't we don't receive we don't receive a lot of money, but we receive a lot of cashew bucks. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's kind of their their credit system there? No, I've, I have never eaten at Sweet Green. I've been Oh, I knew she was going to say that. You know? Okay. All right. Well, okay. It's a little well, showdown. I've never then. eaten at a chop before. That's How does it true. feel? That's not true. <laughs> what do you mean that's not true? I don't even know where a chopped is. There isn't a New Yorker who hasn't eaten at chopped of a certain well, age. I'm not a New Jason's, Yorker. Jason's oh, right. not a New Yorker. Right, right, right. And to be, to be honest with you, Julia, the only reason I've eaten it chopped is because there's one close to my parents' house in Decatur, in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, that's the one I've been to. But I, I just wanted to know what the what the hits are at Chopped and maybe which ones that... that what are you saying, Chris? I just want to know what the number one salad is in the opinion of, of an expert at Chopped. Huh. If, Jason, if I were to take Jason there, what would you suggest... We get from the chopped menu during a busy midtown. I, would, I lunch wouldn't hour. darken their door, Chris. You know that. <laughs> oh man! Um, <laughs> uh, I don't mean to put you in the spot. This is very important shit. I know it is. It is. I mean, their their menu is always evolving. Um, and I, and, you know, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> haven't eaten there in a really long time. Um, but you're not telling me they use seasonal produce that rotates. It does rotate. <laughs> And they're and they're expert sourcing, and they they do great great collaborations. You know, have you ever heard of collaborations? <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. Chuck we're big X, on those. We're big on know? those. Um, who who have they collaborated with? Who's maybe their Naomi Osaka? You know, well, they didn't do that. But they, I'm talking more like they get that really really good tahini from Seed and Mill. You know that those people. Uh-huh, that shit uh-huh. is good. Their tahini dressing is amazing. Okay. Okay. Um, mm. Fair, fair. I don't know. Honestly, guys, I haven't worked there in a long time and I don't really eat out. <laughs> so. so how often how often are you eating out then? Obviously, you have to eat out every once in a while. Is it once a month? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm in New York. This is like my fourth week in New York and I feel like I'm going to die after just having eaten out so much and drinking every night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But in L.A., I mean, we we eat out probably, yeah, like. Well, pandemic, you know, with the pandemic in, included, I would say we were eating that like once a month and we really do not do takeout. Like I did take out for the first time in the pandemic. So when you go out to dinner, is it like we are, we have to make this a special thing or is it just like whatever, we're going to go get Panda Express or is it like <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm need, I've been meaning to check out this new spot, you know? Kismet did another fucking thing. I got to go there. Or is it like every once a month I go to Lowry's and get a prime rib and I get a martini? Is it like that? Well, it's more like, well, we always have the intention of checking out something new, but then we're terrified of failure. So it's we too end risky. Up going to the, it's too welcome risky. To, welcome to my life. Welcome to my yeah, life. If you're only going to eat out once a month, like you can't just roll the dice because I honestly think most things aren't good but i do i do go to kismet i love kismet i love i love sarah and sarah come on but um there's a place in uh, alhambra that we've 
we really keep going back to in, in you know despite ourselves which is called yang's kitchen have you been there oh yeah i've been to yang's how good is that place yang's is great i love that place tell me about tell me about yang's guys because i'm not familiar well it's gone through a lot of uh, different iterations during the pandemic but i believe it was not re- unlike chopped right i mean constantly <laughs> reinventing themselves right mm-hmm. um just never short of inspiration but <laughs> we uh they, they started i think doing taiwanese food and then now they kind of have the the menus mixed but it's more um it's an all-day cafe and their sourcing is really really good Mm. and they have kind of japanese breakfast type of stuff and these really great peanut noodles but they're using all the amazing california produce and chris it's kind of like uh it's kind of maybe like a squirrel meets joy or something like that like it has well done like it it has some like asian dishes that you would expect in alhambra but you can also get like pancakes or like scrambled eggs the mochi cornmeal pancake is shit and i'm like not a person who will often order a pancake that seems like a ridiculous thing to do but it's really good this sounds like a place that jason maybe has been holding out on me why have you not taken me because here, i don't think you would ever want to go drive to alhambra like i have i have my friends that i hit up when it's time to go eat in alhambra and and you definitely ain't one of them you know <laughs> it's, no that's it's <laughs> also i say the only take negative is that it's not a great it's not a great hangout atmosphere like they're you know it's 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 kind of like it feels a little bit it's extremely casual i'm more of a vibe guy anyway so yeah. jason knows that about me yeah this one's a little little more spartan I prefer vibe, vibe to food, but that's a good, that's a good. Well, t- well, I'll, Chris, I'll t- we can go get some duck somewhere in Alhambra. You know, go to a real <laughs> stinky ass spot. It'll have tons of vibes. We can check it all out, all three of us. Yeah, you know, you know, I love duck, so that's perfect for me. Thank you, <laughs> thank, thank, thank big you. Duck for that. muncher over here. I'm, I'm a big duck guy. Yeah, I mean, well, ha- I, since you relocated to beautiful and leafy Pasadena, how does it feel to be to be in the Big Apple? Are you just can you not handle it anymore even though you're from aren't you from new york i'm from here so this is like my base point you know like i i kind of started with i was born with high blood pressure so i feel like this is the the way i recently somebody you know everyone's always asking you when you leave new york how wherever you've gone compared because they're terribly anxious that they might be making the wrong decision by staying here and mm. i mm-hmm. and like pasadena is so beautiful and but I feel like it's I've, I recently realized that it's sort of like this guy I used to date in college where everybody else wanted to date him. But I dated him until I finally admitted that I just didn't like him. Just everyone else liked it, you know, and that's kind of mm. what Pasadena feels like sometimes. Like I it's not that I don't like it. It just doesn't quite fit, you know, where I, I feel like um, I feel like uh, it's it can't really go on that long. OK, Julia, we're going to we're going to get to the bottom of this. What what is Pasadena lacking? What are what do you wish it had a little more of? I think it's just and don't so... say people of color. <laughs> well, that for sure. I think that is an that is an issue. Um, <laughs> don't say it. But the um, <laughs> you know, don't say that thing. But the um, my words, not yours. Yeah, but uh, no, it's just incredibly predictable. Like I'm, I'm not exaggerating that the same people walk by my window every day at the exact same time, like every single day. It's very Truman Show. Like, there's no surprises. Very Truman Show. And 
and that, so that, you know, I think our neighborhood is changing and getting a lot younger. And, um, and so that's been cool and whatever, but, you know, and it's great. It, now that I'm in uh, New York with two kids for a month, I finally understand why people are always saying New York is hard place to be with two kids, with kids, sure. um, which I was completely in denial of before. And just thought everyone was, you know. If you didn't have your mom babysitting every day, she'd probably be laughing at your ass. But you know, <laughs> no, my my parents like your nanny's listening to this right now. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give her a shout out? Give her a shout. Out. Uh, you know, my nanny. My nanny just released her uh, a new single. She's a pop star. Her name is Alexia. <laughs> I'm not kidding. In LA, that's oh, okay. Alexia. Let me Google Alexia. her. Alexia, yeah. I, I'll, it, it, Jason, Jason already has four Alexias in his phone, so you're gonna have to be more specific. Her, her first single was called Lemonade, and her second one is called Well, there's one called Lonely in LA, which I'm like, I feel a little bad about because she moved there from New York and immediately started working for us. So apparently, we're not. Wait, how did you hold on? How did you find this? Is this like a? Is this is is this a young person? Is yeah. this like a hot NYU chick type vibe? She went to Hunter. She's twenty six, and she. In I mean, this is my well. My other nanny was a like mega church born again pop star, like Christian pop star. What the fuck? I know. Well, you know what it is? It's like a lot of people go for career nannies that are, you know, like 50 year old women who have done this a million times that have, they wear scrubs. They wear scrubs. Exactly. They've got like, they've got, they, they, they choose to come in a uniform. It's like, they're very, they're very professional, but that doesn't really like fit our vibe since we're not very professional. Yeah, so sure, um, sure. I found that my, it works better for me to have another, to have somebody who has another creative practice going on. Cause a, I, I get it. And then they are willing to work around my manic schedule and I am willing to work around theirs. And then I also think it's a cool influence on my kids. Yeah, no, that's, I, I like this approach. It's really great. And she, so she like, you know, every time, every day she leaves our house, she goes and she's got sessions, which I have no idea what that means, but they happen all the time. <laughs> and she's producing music. And You don't go to therapy? Oh, I go to therapy, <laughs> but this is a different kind of session. This so thing. let me tell you, a session, a session means that an artist has booked studio time with a a collaborator or maybe a producer to make music it's it's really as simple it's it's what you think it is yeah i guess i just don't know how you make music but julie you know what i suspect it means what i think she's gonna go do some drugs <laughs> you know i it, it is funny because we also managed to find the only neurotic jewish nanny in Pasadena and she might one day my two-year-old came so it says on her on her website she, yeah that's like her main <laughs> qualification and we really really appreciate it but she, my two-year-old said, oh, my hip the other day. And I was like, why did you just say? She's like, my hip. I was like, how do you even know what your hip is? And I was like, did Becca say that? And she's like, yeah. And then the next day was my knee, my knee hurts. You know, it was just like all, cause she's always got a new ailment and she's always either going to make pop music or to a chiropractor or a, a gastroenterologist. It's like, uh, it's amazing. So she's either in like Britney Spears mode or, or just like Saul Peterman mode. A hundred, a hundred percent. It is such a funny combo. And then the lyrics to her songs are like all kind of like sexy and she's at the club. And I'm like, I I know where you are. You're you're with my two-year-old or in Pasadena, or you're at the, the chiropractor, you know? Yeah, you ain't you ain't at the club. You you're better getting not acupuncture. Be at the club. She's not at the club. She's like a really smart and responsible and lovely person. And we So you saying that sometimes these pop stars are singing about stuff that 
is not in real life. I mean, it's uh, yeah, she's got like um, a, a boyfriend in real estate. And when you when you said she was Jewish, we could have done that math already. Yeah, the boyfriend doesn't su- doesn't surprise Becca's me because if the pop really cool, you know, if the if the pop star thing doesn't work out, somebody's got to pay the bills. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. thank thank God for for commercial real estate. You know, yeah. Um, Where would we be without it? You got it. So are you saying you got her to move with you, or you're saying she, she you found her when you got here? So the closest I've ever gotten to internet dating is finding nannies on the internet. So you, there's a, an app yeah, called Care.com. <laughs> well, you, you, I can imagine how somebody might combine the two, but not in our uh-huh. case. But um, you, there's an app called Care.com where you you chat with a lot of incredibly unsuitable caretakers. You said opair.com? No, care.com. Oh, care.com. Yeah. Opair okay. is a whole other okay. thing that I would love to do, but we're not going to right now. <laughs> but um they they and you know there's like really I mean it's like terrifying the the people that want to take care of your children. The people that believe that someone would want them to be responsible for their small infant child. Definitely. But also more than that, I mean I am concerned about my child, but it's also like this person, it's so intimate. They're in my house at 7 a.m. They're, you know, they were there right when we came home from the hospital with the baby. And it's just, it's so, so intimate. So you really have to like the person because they're in your house. Like they're Yeah, I don't like that. That's one of the five hundred reasons I'm never going to have kids. I can't. It's, I'm not going to. I'm not going to raise them myself. But then I got to pay somebody I don't even like to raise them. That's that's it's challenging. It's really challenging. It's really, really, really challenging. And uh, you know, we've been really lucky. But so Becca was in um, uh, Alexis. Her stage name. Her name is Becca. But mm-hmm. Becca was in New York. She just graduated from college and she wanted to move to LA, but was looking for to nail down a job. So she. Uh, I hired her and then she flew out, which is a lot of pressure. It is. I, I didn't know how that process worked, but I'm glad you found somebody to handle this for you. Yeah. So you can create, you can have time to create. Yeah. And it's making me think I need to find a babysitter for Jason <laughs> so that I can kind of get some time. No, to, to re- no, 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 I can, I can do everything all by myself. Chris. <laughs> I'm just starting to think like maybe I need some, I need some Chris time, you know what I mean? So I can maybe take this podcast to another to level. Rest, you'll, you need a little rest easy. You need a night out every once in a while and you need to make sure that, you know, I'm brushing my teeth and everything before bed. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do all exactly. my chores. I did like seeing you two out together the other night and imagining that you never eat separately and you never go anywhere alone. <laughs> well, during this tour mode, we are together quite a lot. We're on a day off right now and we're back in LA, but we have to go to Denver uh, tomorrow. Yeah, when you're when you're touring with somebody and, and recording three episodes of a podcast with them per week, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fire and ice. It's re, it's it's totally on or totally off, and you need to you have to be like conscious of that. So whenever we are traveling or whatever, and Chris will like try to talk to me or ask me questions, and I'm like, just just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me breathe. You know. Well, we have it. We, we have a thing that we say in the podcast casting business, which is save it for the pod. You know, so if mm-hmm. we unfortunately do reserve some conversations for the when the mics are on because we know it's it's good content, so it does affect the relationship a little. And sometimes bit. it's like save it for the pod. That's like an, a funny, interesting, um, you know, point or premise that you're creating. And then sometimes I'll say save it for the pod when he says something like terribly offensive that would get him canceled or something like that. <laughs> it means it means a few things. Yeah, it it's means funny a, either way. It means a few different things. What is what is the julia sherman press rollout looking like for this for this book are you just are you just slammed are you doing good morning america tomorrow or yeah. what's, the, what's the schedule looking don't like? tell don't tell us that we're the top 
You are. You are the. You, well, we're actually. It ends right here. This is it. No. 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 We're doing some. No. We're doing some. Some. Uh, some other podcasts. I did Good Food last week, which is really my favorite show. No offense, but have you guys ever listened to that food food show? Well, I've actually broken bread with my my main shooter Evan Kleiman. She's a <laughs> she's a legend in the game. Actually, I. I I didn't listen to that episode, but I saw that you were on there, and I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted to maybe poach what you guys were talking about. We'll we'll cover that in just a few. You minutes, guys, don't, don't you remember coming to my live uh, new drawing class? Oh, we're gonna talk to that too. We're gonna talk about that too. That's also on the docket. But <laughs> what what are the other podcasts that you're doing first, just so you know, I can judge them and ha- stuff. Having a night is that what it's called? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you're asking then, me. And then another one. Um, this one, Allison Stewart. I don't know any of these little podcasts. I know, I know, Jason. I know Jason Stewart. I know Allison Roman. I don't know any of these losers. <laughs> so we, so our podcast is the biggest one that you're doing. Sounds one like an it honor is. for us. It's in WNYC. I don't know. It's oh, 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 okay. Hold on. That's that's just little snobby shit. But I don't know the numbers. You know what I mean? That's different. I think uh, the show is called All of It. Yes, Allison Stewart. Yes, a live daily conversation. Yes. About culture and the culture around New York City. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you can't wait to talk about Zaybars and stuff. She kind of looks know, like a female Torre vibe. I'm actually Chris. glad we're doing this because I've not, I didn't even know that's what this podcast was. We're basically your new PR people. Yeah. No, <laughs> Lily's, Lily's forever my PR person. Because... Chris knows how to change a diaper, too. You know, if we want to oh, do amazing. a twofer. You guys can move in. Lily's job Lily's job was knowing that you need to come on How Long Gone. That's why Lily gets paid the big bucks. Well, that is Lily's job. Lily's job is also being incredibly uh, forgiving of me having had no sleep and not knowing at all what's going on at any time. So she's like, she's completely in control. Yeah. You, you seem like the kind of, you seem like the kind of chick who needs a lot of management, a lot of handling. Is that would you true? Say that, would you say that's, well, I just think that you have a lot going on, you know, and it's nice to have a team. Julia, you don't have to answer that toxic question. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just mean that, I just mean that, you know, like someone like myself, I can see, you know, when I'm talking to another star like you, <laughs> we all we all have to have a Jason. We all have to have a supporting cast. You know what mm. I mean? Well, so whether that's the nanny, the agent, the lawyer, the the you know, it, the driver, the food stylist, you know, I, exactly. I, I'm sure this is a, a phrase that you've heard before. Faster, alone, further, together. How does that make you feel, Julia? Oh, that's 100% accurate. I'm very fast and sloppy alone. And then with, <laughs> with, with yeah, support. That was me in the public hotel all week. <laughs> and then with, very alone, very fast, very sloppy. Right? Uh, you know, I can like get a lot of shit done not that well, like an astounding amount of stuff. And then, uh, but then it's, you know, and then. Held together with band-aids. Exactly. That's how it feels. It's sort of like, okay. you know, you can only get to a certain point in your life doing everything yourself. It's like really, really impressive until it's actually a total hindrance. Mm. Um, so I, and I actually, I love collaborating. Like that is really, I get very lonely when I, when I go too long without working with, with other people. So, you know, books are, are like that. Like I, I kind of build it in as a lifestyle choice that I get to go shoot with other people. And you're hacking the system, working smarter and harder. Right. Well, uh, we were, we were just speaking of you, you previously doing Evan Kleiman's food podcast. And I, I was just saying, I saw that you did it, but I haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet. But in that segment, you were, you were talking about some healthy alternatives to 
Halloween candy. Is that true? Yeah, I mean, I'm not proud of this. I I really am. Let's get into it. Let's get into <laughs> You're it. Let's, not proud let's basically of this. just this is... do a recreation. All right, so Halloween's just around the corner, Julia. <laughs> and these little fat asses are eating Reese's Pieces, Kit Kats. And you know, it's 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 socialist to give the small ones. <laughs> yeah. So now you have to do the king size again to show how wealthy you are. Yeah, definitely impossible. What are some I mean and, and I know you're not just gonna pick some baby carrots, Julia. What are we looking for this holiday season? I mean, I really did try to do apples one year and my husband like he, he would not yeah, yeah. not be associated. Mm-hmm. I was like, But we'll get the best apples. But no. <laughs> um In Pas in Pasadena, I would suggest twenty dollar bills. I think that's gonna really win, <laughs> win you over. <laughs> Just you could sanit- cards, I think. Yeah, you could you could sanitize them or whatever, but no, people are too rich for Amazon. They have like a different Amazon in Pasadena. Yeah, um, <laughs> not all people. No, but uh, no, everything in Pasadena is like um, fake Tuscan. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's to me, it really, it's. I find it to be the most offensive thing. Well, if you've never been to Tuscany, you really should go. I, no, I mean I've been to Pasadena, <laughs> so I don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't need to. I got all right. So suggest okay, some candy Halloween, for Halloween. us. Okay, so so I'm looking for some candy alternatives. You know, I don't need to gain any more weight this winter. I am I am really like I'm working through my issues as I as I go with it, with my kids because, um, you know, which is what we should all do. What do you think went wrong with my childhood? Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> you asking your two year old. Yeah. Um, but I I really hate candy, and I feel like I'm really wrong about giving it out to kids, especially when they're already getting so much of it. I know it makes me the least fun person on the block. I'm kind of a candy hater as well. It's just, it's simply too sweet for me. It's too sweet. It's made for, it's just crappy. It's also crappy. You guys are fucking crazy losers, bro. Candy rules. I know we're losers. <laughs> you know, the only candy I eat is the high chew, Korean high chews, because they have such lifelike flavors, you know? I fuck with a high chew as well. Like, that's the only one. I'm like, that really tastes like melon. <laughs> Yeah, that because because when I think dessert, I think I think sugary stuff that tastes like melon. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> That's delicious. Well, Chris, your your palate is just not refined enough to experience and appreciate a That's fine, true. subtle melon. You're like, yeah. me want strawberry, me want chocolate. Me so stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah I'm that. basically only eating a melon high chew because I can't find a melon. Yeah, because you're you're at the farmers market. Yeah. They're sold out. You got there yeah. late because you had to p- get the kids ready for Cookbook school. Is a mess, of course. <laughs> and yeah, and <laughs> I'm a mess because my Wrangler is on vacation, and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I couldn't find parking in Highland Park. It's such bullshit. Okay, so let's let's get some actual ones. So I can't, in good faith, give out candy, but. So what we do or what we started to do was to create a photo backdrop and bring my my photo studio out into the front yard of our brownstone. Oh, you know how many calories are in a selfie wall? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know. I see where your head's at. And so we took some really good pictures. So then we take like beautiful portraits of everybody and we give them to them. Okay. Well, I know that you're uh, not a big delegator. Did you airbrush the angel wings yourself (laughs) or did you kind of outsource that on Craigslist? No, all airbrushing and post is up to the client. I don't have, you know, Got it. You, you that's not, but I do provide a fog machine, which softens the edges. Mm. Damn, Julia, this is, this is amazing. This is really, you're really going above and beyond. I'm very impressed with this. Like I would, I mean, I, I hate Halloween, <gasps> but you're, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of 
like you're this is the best kind of mom in the neighborhood like you're giving these kids an experience not some sugar and that is valuable i know and they and they actually say out loud unprompted this is better than candy because i got my strobe light and i, I have a feeling thing. that you kind of like tell them Perhaps they so, have yeah. to say that yeah. and maybe you I punch them first you put out a cigarette on their yeah. on their <laughs> forearm and you're like say it bitch and you're like, <laughs> these kids in pasadena are okay with you shooting digital? No. They don't want 35 <laughs> millimeter. <laughs> your your mom's using her little iPhone <laughs> 3 4C. <laughs> this is a fucking Canon 5D. I got the Zeiss extra super four, 24 millimeter lens on here. Well, I, I actually haven't done it in Pasadena yet, and we were going to do it this year, but it looks like we're actually not going to be back in time for um, Halloween. So we might not do it this year. But we did it this we did it in Brooklyn. So it was like I don't know what the vibe in Pasadena would be. I mean, I've only ever done trick-or-treating in the city. So somehow the idea of trick-or-treating in the suburbs sounds like way scary to me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I you did city a, I did, folks over here trick-or-treating. Yeah. I did a lot. I did a lot of trick-or-treating in the suburbs and I got some raisins. You know what I mean? And I, I, I did exactly what you think I did with them. Yeah. I threw them back. Oh, Chris. Like a rainbow trout. Hey, growing up in Manhattan, we would just ride the elevator up and down, and that's how we went trick or treating. That's that's amazing. Isn't that sad? And so, and then people wouldn't even like come to the door; they just left the candy at the door. Isn't that cold? I feel like I, f- I feel like New York is more of a Christmas town. Like that's the only holiday that you need to be in New York for, really. Not as a Jew. <laughs> I fucking hate Christmas. I always I always forget too. I'm always like, what day is it? And then it catches me by surprise and I can't believe oh, yeah. everything is. I fucking is closed. hate Hanukkah. How does it feel? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, we get one day, you guys get eight. It must be eight, nice. Eight you know days what I mean? Of and the f- eight days of literally nothing happens. <laughs> it's like what do you Chris, mean? We're you, not gonna get into this again. Every episode. Get, every episode. You, every episode I'm fighting Hanukkah. Don't you get eight don't you get eight presents? I never did. Yeah, but you get one big present divided into eight pieces yeah. oh, you have to share it with eight of your cousins <laughs> no look i've there's the, the only thing i've ever wanted to be besides two inches taller is jewish so i and i've never been invited to any gatherings like i've never been to uh shabbat i've never been to no any way. yeah it's weird and i i'm c- pretty connected in the community <laughs> um th- th- thanks to my time spent in new york but i think no whenever because uh, the same things happen to me and whenever i'm like oh you know i wouldn't mind checking out you know one of these high holidays see what all the fuss is about it looks kind of fun i want to learn about new cultures and then everyone's like you don't want to come here you know the food the food's kind of boring we always you know, bring some it's, goy it's, into our uh into our celebrations we have shabbat every friday um, so you'll have to come next time. So if I come to if I come to your Shabbat in beautiful Pasadena, mm-hmm. besides my besides my contacts T two loaded up with Portrait four hundred, what else should I bring to the to the table? What as a as a Gentile, what would you expect me to bring as like a as a gift to the host and hostess? Uh, tequila? Oh. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nothing. Is, I mean, you could bring some nice candles. Mm, now, you, now you know what. I, but you mean like table candles, or you mean like byredo? Unscented, Chris. Unscented. Yo, yeah, I know, I know. But I didn't know if it was a hostess gift or it was used for the table. Don't act like I'm a fucking moron. No, okay? that's a good I, question. That's a fair question, no, Chris. Question. And I do apologize. No, we, <laughs> we we. I mean, we, you know, Shabbat's pretty pretty minimal. We just what's what's the best high holiday to attend as a as a member uh, who's not a member of the tribe? I should say. Well, I'm trying to bring back. Purim because that's but actually Chris you wouldn't like that because that's kind of like Jewish Halloween is that where they wait hold on is that where they cut the foreskin oh okay that's something different no, okay, no. okay I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I did host Jewish Halloween I'm listening I got to host a, a bris when my son was 
Bourne, and that that's a good one to go to. But that that's interesting to me. I like that idea. It actually, I had a huge party for my son's birthday. Chris, you're a common freak. And it wasn't until <laughs> everybody was convened and it was the whole thing was about to happen that I realized this is why nobody has parties for Briss. It was like 50 people watching some total stranger <laughs> cut my baby's penis. It was. <laughs> And I had given birth six days before. It was crazy. I could think of uh, I can think of other things I might rather do than that. <laughs> right? Damn, you really are a freak. You love entertaining. I really it's not do. just a book for you. It's it's a lifestyle for you. I had a, I had you know what I did before I went to the hospital to have the baby. I made like twelve quarts of watermelon margarita mix that I put in the deep freeze. We had a margarita machine. We had a balloon artist. Oh, we wow. were going to get a stand up comic, but then we decided that that was not funny jason is a jason's available for that he's still starting out but he can do a tight you 10. only do breasts yeah i can do a i can do a tight 15 on matzah <laughs> all that shit. could you do 15 minutes of penis jokes oh 100 yeah. that he can do yeah. that he can do off rip so you're telling me you had a party right before you went to the hospital no actually before i had my daughter i had a party i had a planned c-section and we had a pizza party for 30 people it's actually I wrote about it in the intro to my book. It was the best party I ever had. But um and I didn't cook anything. But it was uh yeah, we had a party. Where is the pizza coming from? Um where did it come from? It wasn't good. It was some place in Clinton Hill. We fucked that up. Oh, um never mind. yeah. Never See, mind. I don't order in, no so questions. it's like really I get really rattled when I'm faced with those decisions. Okay, well you tell me going back to our Halloween stuff oh, yeah, yeah. really quick and yeah. then we'll move on. Is there anything that is edible maybe that you can use as a candy alternative? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but like okay, so things that I like or things that kids like. No 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 like like when 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 you were telling her was the was the photo booth the only thing that you suggested? Yeah. Well you could do not even some type of persimmon gummy that you have made or something like that. <laughs> no, but we would make a big pot of soup and people can have some soup. And I- <laughs> no way. No you're way. Fucking, you're fucking insane. You're literally trolling your neighbors trying to give their kids soup on yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we, we went to the new, I mean, we uh, the new neighbor's house. They they gave fucking Hunter a, a bag of braised shard <laughs> for Halloween. I mean, yeah, you're out, I, you're out of control. I am out of control. I used some very good, there's some very good red wine vinegar in there. You should know that. <laughs> no, it wasn't, the soup wasn't really for the kids. Soup, but my friends came over for a party. We ate soup mm-hmm. and sat inside on my stoop and took pictures of the kids. And and you know, but we didn't contribute to the candy thing. You thought Pasadena felt like Tuscany? <laughs> yeah, Man, to be on that stoop that night. <laughs> Clinton Hill feels more like Tuscany to me than Pasadena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Clinton Hill feels feels like hell to me, but that's a different what? podcast. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. He's funny. not kidding. kidding. But so yeah, we the first time I think I met you was when your first cookbook came out, and you had. Definitely the coolest cookbook activation that I have ever been a part of. And I have been to many and hosted many of them myself. And this was hands hands down this was the coolest the, idea. Because, you, Julia, you and I, I think we had all met at the... Because I got to see some titties. New York Food Book Fair yeah. in, in New York, I believe. So and then... Yes. So I knew you were coming. And then I'm also... I love the, the, the Arcana family. That's my favorite bookstore in LA, of course. So it was a combination of all my interests. The only thing that I don't care about is food. But luckily, it was more about titties than it was about food, as Jason said. So, so yeah. So, so you shut down Arcana, already uh, a known Chris haunt, and then you hired a a nude model to kind of pose 
Didn't she have her dog with her as she well? She only I think? poses with her Pekingese dog. <laughs> so she has her Pekingese, and then you sort of created a bit of a a cornucopia, you know, like a Turkish bazaar of fruits and vegetables kind of mm-hmm. at her feet and hanging off of her limbs. Is that <laughs> sort of safe to say? Uh, so it's kind of like a Greek sculpture. For the record, but, I did but, not touch but for her a, limbs. A, a 59-year-old woman? Yeah, she, she showed up. She kind of like didn't require much... Uh, you know, she she brought all of the props herself in the in Oh the, really? She, well she had no, she didn't bring the fruits and vegetables, but she had like okay, a okay. special hat she wore, which is funny, you know, when you're naked. And then she had her these three dogs that she came with that were like obese aging um fluffy dogs. And then yeah, we did a vegetable tableau and she and then the idea was that Evan Kleinman and I would be in conversation about the book. And simultaneously, you would be invited to do some life drawing in case the conversation just got so boring or you were you wanted to tune out um, or just as, you know, somebody who likes to I like to do multiple things at the same time. So it was it was very thoughtful because even if you are an amazing fan of cookbooks and and you or Evan, like that kind of shit can get kind of boring and it's rude to look at your phone or whatever it is. So to have that fun activity was was very smart and very thoughtful and it also helped me discover charcoals <laughs> which is my new favorite medium now. i forgot jason that you were you you did because i'm not a very i'm not a great i'm more i'm not a drawer really um some people could say artist some people say drawer <laughs> yeah well you're not an artist jason but you did okay charcoal because of your graf- never claimed to be chris do you think your graffiti background helped you that day oh 1000 percent. oh no do you have a graffiti background <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's hot it's hot it's hot uh, isn't it my- some people find it sexually attractive my my brother was uh i don't you might know him by ease but he uh he was really into tagging when he was is he alive he is and and like every single item that remains from my childhood has his tag all over it i mean like he just graffitied everything i owned it was so he was a he was prolific back in nyc yeah did your parents know he was out getting up at night or did he keep it a secret uh, I think there was a lot of things that they chose not to know, um, <laughs> as parents do, if they want to survive. But I, 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 I'm pretty sure he got caught a few times. But mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't doing any beautiful works of art. It was really just common street tagging. Don't talk about graffiti like that. Even a even a poorly done fill in on the right freight train is beautiful if you look at it the right way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 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 well is, is is has he graduated from the graph game and now he's yes doing real estate uh pretty much yeah okay cool <laughs> yeah that's wonderful but yeah so that um that activation where we were drawing nude people <laughs> so cool and i've never done it again and you know i, I kind of miss it i feel like that should not be the last time you you activate in such a way yeah that was really fun i mean i you know i'm i'm not um I'm not feeling quite as ambitious as I was with all the the events around the first book, not just, I'd like to blame it on COVID, but I think, you know, I did the, the, did you come to my supermarket party? I I heard about, this was the one at Key Foods. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wasn't invited to that. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of a miss on your part, Lily. We'll talk later. So you shut down a key food? She shut down the damn key food in my neighborhood. Wasn't the one on? Was it the one on? On Fulton. Oh no, okay, not my neighborhood, but continue. It was in uh, Clinton Hill, your your hell on earth, and that's why we didn't invite you. Thank you, actually. Yeah, it's a legendary key foods. It's where Biggie Smalls used to work, and um, Lil Kim used to sell drugs, and it has been. Um, <laughs> It's been open for 50 years and they've never closed a single day except for my party. They're like, all right, we've never closed ever. This white bitch who did a cookbook want to shut it down. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Say no more. So they they only closed a little bit early, but they they it's a family owned key foods. They have the same families owned it for 50 years. They're amazing. Member of the tribe or no? No. Mm -mm. Your people are persuasive then. Yeah all of the, everybody who works there is related. Mm-hmm. And if you just like mention that you want something, no matter how obscure it is, they will find it and it will be on the shelf the next day. It's the best market. I like that. I like that. And so even to this day, Biggie Smalls mom sends a limo from New Jersey and they send her groceries. And not only do they send her groceries from the key foods, they go to bed to the halal butcher. She likes, and they get her meat too. Wow. That's New, that's New York. That's New York stuff. Right? You love to hear it. That would never happen in cursed LA. Chris, no. Actually, I have a similar story that restaurant Genghis Cohen. It's a Chinese restaurant that has like a Jewish sort of under undercurrent theme. But I guess from since back in the eighties or nineties, it was like a legendary kind of, 80s restaurant and then it shut down and reopened blah, blah blah but from back in back in the day i guess barbara streisand became a fan of it and apparently every sunday they drive her her dinner to her house in malibu it's like the same order every week for decades wow that's impressive is barbara streisand good enough for you yeah she is actually she's kind of like the biggie smalls mom of la right kind of Kind of. kind of, not a hundred percent. What did you do? What did you do at this party, though? You did you fill the aisles with some of your Chris, little you've freaky seen guys treats? Grocery games. You kind of know what the score is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we did. Uh, to their credit, the I think the only reason that they agreed to do it was because it was also a food drive. So mm. it was. So we closed the, the the supermarket down. We had to do the whole setup while they were still open, which you can imagine people were really happy about. And we put, so with the, at the deli counter, they were serving food from the book. There were kegs of beer throughout and then, and cocktails. And there was a dance floor and a DJ Jesus. and a photo booth with gigantic paper mache salad heads that you could put on. And Shit. then I gave. So this sounds like it cost more than your wedding. No, well, I, I got chopped to pay for it. <laughs> oh. hey, hey, shout out, shout out to the chopped family right? of restaurants. Right? Yeah, we love you guys. They'll do anything for selling. And then you, you were encouraged to drink a lot and then shop and then check out and then leave the food for wellness and. Damn, that's a wow. great. That's a great fucking idea. That's really great. Right? I like. I love that. Sure, that you're a so creative gal. Yeah, I gotta amazing. say, that's a great idea. No, no joke. Thank you. But I, you know, um, I did have a little bit of the feeling and it definitely, I'm going to blame this on my children, but um, I felt like with this book, I was just like, you know what? I don't have that juice right now. Um, no, that's okay. It's okay. We can't always be in the flow state. You know, it, it's, um, I also think that every book should be treated differently. You know, it's okay. You know, that you did that for that one. You'll do something different for this one. And- Even though this book is about parties. You know, we don't need to throw parties no. for parties. I mean, haven't you? That would be a little enough? too on the nose. That would be a little too on the it nose. It would. So, yeah. well, let's, uh, you know, as, as we're, you know, 
hitting the the ninth inning of this pod, we we should talk about your new book. I think Chris maybe got a copy of it, but I I have not seen it. No, Chris Chris didn't get. What? No, Chris didn't get a copy. No, Chris didn't get a copy. I just we got a PDF, and then I was able to. Oh, you got the PDF. Uh, I was able to check out the now serving our, our boys at now serving. Uh, I went to their website and read the synopsis today. Oh, nice! Shout out to Ken and all my bros over at. Now serving, if you're in L.A., you should always get all of your cookbooks. and. We're, we're doing an there. event together, actually. That's amazing. I, I love, we will. I love now serving, even though I don't uh, buy cookbooks. I just love. What's, what's the wine story for this event? We got open bar? Oh, um, we're going to do, you know, I make uh, a low alcohol wine. Um, okay. And we're going to do spritzes. And then we're going to have, we're going to have food. It looks like it's going to be at Highly Likely. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be in conversation with Kate Berlant, another podcaster uh-huh. you may have heard of. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's very funny. No, we're having, I'm having events. I'm having parties, but, you know, I'm just not like mm-hmm. trying to shut it's down. It's a weird time again. for all that stuff right now. Still a little bit of a it's shaky, a weird time. shaky zone. And I also just feel like, yeah, I haven't seen people in so long. It's a really weird time. Like, we sold out Bowery Ballroom, so it's pretty weird. That, well, you know, I'm talking about for, for, you know, kind of cookbook parties, not not like super spreader parties. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Julia's audience is smarter than ours, I'm going to guess. <laughs> no shit. So they might, they might not, you know, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak, but you would probably agree with that, right, Jason? Oh, 1000%. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some smart listeners, but, you know, Overall, you've definitely winning. If it, I mean, if there was a competition, which there's not. It's not a competition. This new book, I guess, explain it for us, please. You know, it's a part cookbook and part interviews or stories with artists who have interesting approaches to entertaining. So um, a lot of them entertaining is kind of an extension of their art practice or or not. It's just like another creative outlet. Um, but I, I got the chance to invite myself to a bunch of fun parties and some less fun, but interesting and, uh, (laughs) and take pictures and write about people's approaches to this and kind of an effort to make an entertaining book that was less about kind of, uh, you know, perfection and presentation and more about getting your hands dirty and sort of making a mess. So who are we, who are we talking to? What kind of artists are we talking about? So we got Tom Sachs, who's a sculptor. People uh, love Tom Sachs. He, he people did, love him. People that guy love does Nikes his, too, right? Yeah, he's got a shoe that people really like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spacey guy. Yeah, his world is kind of, Kevin Spacey it, of art. every single touch point is like, you know, is handmade from yes. paper and it's kind of extremely eccentric and, you know, his, his, uh, his contribution to the book was a studio lunch that he does monthly where everybody has to wear their Tom Sachs gear and they all have to eat the same thing, which is um, Louis Armstrong's recipe for red beans and rice, which is vile looking. And they have to, there's, there's sort of a a choreography to the whole thing. Um, So it's like kind of a fascist party, I would say. Um, I would expect nothing less from Tom Sachs. Classic Tom. Classic Tom. So that sounds like one of the more freaky type of situations in the book, perhaps. We got, well, I don't know. They're all kind of Has a little bit of like Mormon energy (laughs) or a little, I don't know. There's something going on there I can't put my tongue on. What else? Well, then Hugh Hayden is an artist who's, he's a sculptor and he had designed a table. Um, He has a really small apartment and he wanted to have a birthday party but he couldn't fit people in his apartment so he took ikea tabletops and he cut the corners off and then he pushed them together and filled the entire 
apartment with the table. So wall to wall, and it kind of looks like whack-a-mole. Um, and so to get into eat, you have to crawl, crawl under and into the holes. Um, so we, we did that. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. It was pretty, it was, it's pretty fun. And then we just ordered Chinese food and people just ate it directly off the table, which is gross. And then, um, like no plates, no plates, just like just dumping slop on the table. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that was it. This sounds like, this sounds like feeding a two-year-old to me, you know, a little something about that. You know, artists can be a lot like two-year-olds. It is not. Okay. Are, are all of these artists like actual artists, like fine artists and sculptors and stuff? Or are we maybe like musical artists or the art of podcasting you know what i mean something like that sandwich is there a sandwich artist involved at all or is <laughs> sandwich artist. even a, or a sandwich artist we have we have a furniture designer we've got um florist painter mm-hmm. so what you're saying to us julie is that podcasters are not artists are not artists okay no this is something look we, we don't have another hour to debate with you about that but that's something we can get into <laughs> maybe in our personal lives mm-hmm. uh, if you want to yeah. take a little yeah. time tell that think- to your little friend kate berlant See how that goes for you. <laughs> yeah, she's she's an actress. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would yeah. say she's more of a comedian. Okay. Okay. Jason, do you feel like you're being marginalized by a successful artist, uh, Julia Sherman, on our own show? Is that something you're feeling right now? <laughs> I mean, that's something I feel every day of my fucking life, especially today when she's a guest on our wonderful show. <laughs> uh, so this book. So this book is this. Who published this book? By the way, I didn't even look. Which is something I love to talk about. Slash the only thing he cares about. <laughs> Abrams books. Abrams, yeah, you got a major label deal, oh, baby. We love to see that. So, was is this a was the first book with Abrams as well? Yes, I feel like we're we're kind of married. Are you out of your deal? Or did you fulfill your contract? You got to put out a mixtape to to get out of this thing. Are you you, you got more books left. You want to take a meeting? No, no, uh, no. I think I mean I, Abrams really they let me do whatever I want, which is really nice. That's great. Um, so, you know, that's that's good if you want to make a book that looks like this. <laughs> hey, no <laughs> notes. No notes. Okay, well, what are, what are some of these things? You know, I, I love the idea of, of the book, and I, I'm a firm believer that, like, all the things that make up a good party, you know, are sort of, like, more in the background, kind of unspoken things that people don't really notice so much, you know? So, like, what are some things that you observed that maybe were a surprise to you of, like, what is, like, truly essential to make a good party, you know, like, little bowls of loose cigarettes, you know, Ashley, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen style or, you know, is that what they do? Oh yeah. That's a legendary Olsen thing. I mean, that's a good party thing in my opinion. That's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that happens at, you know, I guess parties back in the day. And then some, some people still wave the flag. Wow. You know, I'm sure like Wes Anderson probably does it when he's trying to, you know, impress some French chicks or something. It would work on me. Um, well, they, they're similarly at the Earth Pizza. Did you guys ever do Earth Pizza in uh, L.A.? Did you ever go to one of their? No. They had these incredible parties on this. Earth Pizza? What the hell is that? Well, have you, have you ever seen Online Ceramics? It's a. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Of... We've seen it. Don't worry. All right. So it's one of, one of those guys. Jack is involved with that. And then an artist named James Herman. And they built they were building they built their own home on this plot of land that was un, unbuildable in Montecito Heights it's kind of the last undeveloped patch of land it's right it's like kind of in Debs Park and it's mm. it's really beautiful it has incredible views and um and it's a real pain in the ass to get up there and okay um they they were living there and they didn't have any way to cook and so they found this 1970s 
book, A Manual on How to Build an Earth Oven. And they built a, this earth oven. They're not, you know, they're not chefs. It's the most online ceramic shit I've heard in a long time. I'm loving it. Right? And, <laughs> but this is why I actually love LA is I feel like there still are people who are just mm-hmm. kind of doing just their in like thing, full you know? fuck it mode. I'm going to do this. And you're like, all right, bro, do it. Yeah. And he's like, James is a, he's a, what do you call it? Where you use broken pieces of glass to do, I mean, like, it's not a mural. It's a, a mosaic. Mosaic. He's a mosaic artist. And um, so he made, he made a compost toilet that's entirely mosaic inside with, with a mirror. And it's amazing. Um, oh. And so there, you know, their his house was like, 200 square feet maybe and but then they had all this land so they built this big pizza oven and they started having parties and then it just got to be like a real thing um Mm -hmm. and they had they started to send the invites out later and later to in the hopes that less people would come and then celebrities showed up and they had to shut the whole thing down because nobody wants wants that but then (laughs) they went in on the on the tip of um Loose cigarettes. They do have. Uh, they roll pre-rolled joints and have them out so that when mm-hmm. so that you'll you're less annoyed that the pizza takes forever to come out because they're just mm, that's like, smart. That's smart business. Taking their time. No, it's all love, man. It's all love. It takes. But time. that was a really good. That was a really good party. Okay, um, so you're one of your t- party tips. Don't do the cigarettes like Mary Kate. Do the joints. Do do joints. Do the joints instead. Okay. What what maybe yeah, a couple and people will forgive you. Okay. Everything. What are what maybe maybe one more you know, great partyism that we could, we could learn from your research. I feel like the one, one of the stories I really love is, um, the, do you know, Jordan Castile, she's a painter and she does amazing portraiture and she actually just got a MacArthur award. She is a obsessive baker and in her free time. And she makes these incredible custom cakes for people like when anybody's birthday she's on it and makes these you know really really over the top birthday cakes and um I went to her her house and it wasn't anybody's birthday but we were going to make a cake together and she really did it like she was painting you know she had her palette she was mixing all of her colors and she decided that she was going this actually has nothing to do with entertaining but I'm going to tell you anyway <laughs> um she was going to do it make it for her doorman Jared, who likes to come to work in superhero costumes. And uh, so she made this this incredible portrait of him on a cake. It's a there's a picture of it in the book. And then we called him up and he was so confused. <laughs> so weirded out. Um and uh and yeah. The guy who dresses up as a super superhero to his doorman job was weirded out. Yeah, he was weirded out. Um <laughs> but he was also really he was really happy. But um yeah, so she she's like the master of just showing up to the part, never showing up empty handed and bringing something amazing. But not showing up not showing up empty handed is is the best advice, I think. It really is. But thinking outside the bun where it's not just a bottle of wine. Yep. It's not just a Byredo candle. It's something that nobody wants, you know. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me something that nobody wants, you know. Or, I mean, I guess always yeah. the best gift is something that you you really want, but you would never buy for yourself for whatever reason. It could just be the price or it could just be because it's a ridiculous thing to spend your money on, even if it's 20 bucks. Totally. Recently, I've been sending people my go-to present has been there's a farmer in Santa uh, is he in Santa Barbara? Carpinteria. And he, um, you can just order from him. He'll send uh, a huge box 
of passion fruit just just filled to the brim with passion fruit Shit. and nothing and nothing else in it no padding no crinkly paper no no just a box of loose yep passion fruit all banging in and smushing each other they don't squish because it's like they're like you know packaged for shipping uh, oh yeah I get, yeah nature's fruity little packing peanut i guess you're right i'm gonna plug him it's, it's called rincon tropics and i i just think it's the best gift you can give to a very specific type of badass box full of passion fruit okay that is nice that's That's very nice like you would never buy that for yourself you never buy that for yourself then you get to break down 75 passion fruits what a gift (laughs) or your gelée that you'll be making for your new york style cheesecake it's gonna be a a really awesome vibe (laughs) new york style cheesecake uh Julia Sherman, uh, appreciate you. Thank you for joining us here on How Long Gone. Um, the new book is uh, in stores today, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Artie Parties, correct? It is. Okay, and they can get that. They can cop the old book, Salad for President, wherever books are sold. The intersection of art and parties has a new Bible. <laughs> if you're hiring. I mean, that's my resume <laughs> yeah, right Jason, there. Jason needs a little more work, uh, but no. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so thank much you for, joining for us. potting with us, Julia. We appreciate it. Did you have any closing remarks, questions, shout outs you want to give before we send you off? No, I mean, I really hope Rebecca, my nanny, doesn't quit after this, but. Um. <laughs> she's chill. She's chill. We gave her we gave her music a plug. Yeah, she's get, she's about to have a bunch know, of new Spotify to plays. Do. Listen to this podcast. She's going to get yeah. hot, new hot fo- cool followers. That's what she needs. She will. She's really talented. I love her. Please don't leave me. Okay. Thank you guys. I really <laughs> Bye, Julie. Appreciate Thank it. you. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. Je vous l'avoue, mais oui, je n'aime que.